Kevin L. McCrudden is the only motivational and leadership speaker in America to ever have a day of recognition passed by the United States Congress. January 2nd of every year is National Motivation and Inspiration Day. Kevin is an international author, speaker, and America's CMO, Chief Motivation Officer. Join us now for an hour to motivate and inspire your life. Hello, 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 and welcome back. This is Kevin McCrudden, Mr. Motivation, America's Chief Motivation Officer, and I am beyond thrilled to be joining you again after a, a two-year or a 22-month hiatus. Uh, for those of you that are fans that have been listening in for the past couple of years, uh, thank you and welcome back. Thank you so much for, uh, for dialing back in. And for those of you that are new listeners, uh, thank you very much for, for dialing in. I hope that you enjoy the show, you enjoy our content. Uh, let me give you a, a quick uh, preview of what it's all about. Uh, Motivate America and National Motivation and Inspiration Day are about motivating and inspiring people to become their very best selves. That, it's that simple. And for those people that are dialed in to the idea of motivation and inspiration and and, uh, and being uh, passionate about becoming their very best selves, you know, this is the space to be. Motivate America is dedicated to motivating and inspiring you. And, and tonight, we have a couple of great guests. We have uh, Brian Forte, uh, who is uh, the founder and creator of Get Motivated Seminars. So uh, we'll have Brian on, certainly someone that is uh, focused and dialed in on the whole idea of motivating and inspiring people. And Patrick Snow, Patrick Snow is a good friend of mine. He is an author coach. He coaches authors to uh, help them publish books and, uh, and become speakers and, and, and helps them through the whole process. So we'll be talking to Patrick a little bit. But I want you to, to at least understand the background behind what I do and what I've been doing for the past 20 years. And, uh, and the idea of National Motivation and Inspiration Day. After 9-11, I had uh, National Motivation and Inspiration Day, January 2nd of every year, passed by the United uh, States Congress and by New York State. The reason that I had them pass this legislation was the idea of dedicating a day, January 2nd, the first day of the year, after New Year's, right? New Year's was taken. Um, after New Year's, where people could dedicate and focus their time into goal-setting and establishing goals to become their very best self, personal goals, not professional goals, because 90% of us have goals that uh, our bosses, uh, you, know, the, the, you know, the organizations we work for, they establish goals for us to determine whether we're successful or not, but not a lot of human beings, not a lot of people set goals for themselves. What do you want to achieve? How do you measure what's successful for you in a year? And staying focused on financial goals, personal goals, weight goals, physical goals, spiritual goals. What are the goals that are important to you, and how do you measure them? So at the beginning of every year, when you establish those goals, at the end of the year, you can say, you know what? This was a good year. This was a year that I accomplished the goals that I set out for myself, as simple or as complicated as they may have been. 
but I, I, I accomplished my goal. And that's what National Motivation and Inspiration Day is all about on January 2nd of every year. And for those of you that are in the, the motivational leadership uh, industry uh, and personal development industry, you know, who am I to call myself or, you know, use the name Mr. Motivation or America's Chief Motivation Officer? So on top of having legislation passed by the United States Congress in New York State and, and the month of January is dedicated to motivation and inspiration, I also wrote uh, a couple of books. I have eight audio books and a book called Who Are You?, where I introduced the most significant addition to Maslow's hierarchy of needs in 60 years. So when I ask, who are you, do you understand your needs? Do you understand what it is that you need in order to be successful? How have you broken down Maslow's brilliant theory into each component of your life? Not looking at it as a whole, where it almost becomes unattainable, but rather how is it that you break it down into your spiritual life, into your financial life, into your personal life, into your physical life, into your, into your relationship life, your professional relationships as opposed to your personal relationships? Where are your needs being met within each component of those aspects of your life, and where are you? Are you successful in each one of them? How do we become self-actualized, or as, as Dr. Maslow referred to it, as being fulfilled? So when we think about being self-actualized or fulfilled, how do we meet the stages in order to get to a place where we're comfortable? We're comfortable in our own skin. We're comfortable being our very best. And it doesn't mean being comfortable in your own skin where you wear sweatpants and sandals and ripped T-shirts and, you know, those ridiculous uh, T-shirts out to public events. That, that's too comfortable. That's like when you wake up, that's how you should look. You shouldn't look like that in public. It, it's about being comfortable about who you are, but also presenting yourself well in a public eye. But anyway, so that's what this is all about. And this show will be dedicated to having, you know, some of the, the greatest name and the leading names in motivation and inspiration. And frankly, if you are a quote-unquote motivational leadership speaker, job coach, life coach, you need to get in touch with me. So go to the Facebook page, go to Motivate America, go to LinkedIn to Motivate America, and shoot me a, an email or a text. You should be on this show. I'll interview you. You know, there's a, there's a small fee, but in addition, I want to receive your books. We want to talk about your books. We want to promote you. We want to promote your business. We want to promote what you're doing to make a difference in the world and help people become their very best self. That's what this show is about. It isn't about me. It isn't about promoting me. It's about promoting you. It's about promoting people that want to make a difference in the world and make a difference in people's lives. That's, that's what this show is about. So in a few moments, we're going to have Patrick Snow uh, join us. And, and Patrick um, is an expert in helping people promote their books. Is Patrick there? Yes. How are you doing? It's great to talk to Patrick, you. Patrick, how are you, pal? I'm doing well. So good to speak with you. Thank you so much for being our inaugural guest on our relaunch of the show of Motivate America with Kevin McCrudden. I can't thank you enough for being on the show, pal. No worries. My pleasure. Thrilled to be your friend and thrilled to support anything and everything you're doing. So, Patrick, you are literally, I mean, you have, you have exploded over the past, you know, 10 years. You are, you are everywhere. You're speaking and you're helping literally 
thousands of people publish books and helping them through the processes, as well as becoming speakers and authors, um, as well as being a, a, an author and speaker yourself and having uh, books that are on New York Times bestseller, Wall Street Journal bestseller. I mean, you know, you've kind of done it all at this point. Um, let's talk a little bit about your genesis, you know, because I think that's always interesting, you, you know, when we think about genesis, and you and I can talk about the biblical aspects of it, but the idea of how does it begin, Patrick? How did you start this journey? Where did it come from? Well, I've been an athlete my whole life, and growing up, I watched football quite a bit and became a Vince Lombardi fan. And as you know, anybody that are Packers fans, I'm not really a Packer fan, but I'm a, a fan of the game and fan of, you know, I played football for 12 or 14 years up to college. I had a back injury in college that kind of ended my football days. But there's a lot of motivation that takes place you know, on the athletic fields. And so for me, in sports, I had coaches that were big into, you know, personal growth and development and quotes and goal setting and vision and determination. So it all started for me when I was maybe 17 years old. I was the captain of my varsity football team. And as such, I started giving the pregame speeches to all of their, right before our home football games and away games uh, in the locker room. And I don't know if I was a very good speaker back then because we didn't win a single game my entire senior year. But, uh, Nonetheless, that's how I got into the speaking field. And then thereafter, um, I spoke all the way into my 20s and into college and uh, did a lot of speaking at Rotary and Kiwanis and churches and schools and FBLA and DECA. And finally, uh, from there, I realized that uh, I couldn't get paid. I gave 300 speeches and I got free breakfast, free lunch, free dinner, free pens, free mugs, free food, free parking. So I asked the universe what I needed to do to go from free speaking to fee speaking. And the answer I got back changed my life because I heard back that if I want what others have, I must do what others have done, and I'll get what others have got. And in that moment, I realized that all of my mentors uh, that came before me, the likes of you know Brian Tracy and Dr. Stephen Covey and Wayne Dyer and Deepak Chopra and Mark Victor Hansen, Jack Canfield, Zig Ziglar, Tony Robbins, they all had successfully wrote and published a book, and that book became the platform from which they could stand on to launch their speaking, coaching, consulting career professionally. So I realized I needed to do the same thing. So without any guidance or training or knowledge or skill or know-how, I set out at about 26 to write my book. I spent five years and 20000 And then the book came out the press at 31 back in the year 2000 or so. And then that launched my professional speaking career. And then soon thereafter, people started asking me how to do the editing, proofreading, typesetting, cover design. So that's a long story. Try to wrap up as short as quick as possible. As a whole, this well, whole, you're, 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 pretty pretty you're pretty good at wrapping up. pretty good you're pretty good at wrapping up, and you're pretty good at speaking, Pat. So, now, listen, so I think one of the things that's important that we skip over there, and this is one of the, let's call it the evolution of, of my journey of, of Motivate America, and, and you and I have become very close in many ways. You know, you, and, and there's the spiritual aspect of it, of, of asking, right? We're just going to talk about that. So, so you'd kind of ask. But there is a spiritual component to your asking, and, and we believe in this idea of a law of attraction, and, and many of the people that listen to these shows and these programs believe in the idea of law of attraction. We believe in God and, and, and Jesus and, and, and people that, you know, so when you pray and you ask for this to come to you, so as the creator of National Motivation Inspiration Day, my objective has always been, look, January 2nd, you, you, know, you, you make a goal list, and, and you 
anticipate what you want to happen for the year. You set goals. But the, the caveat that I'm now adding is this idea that you create a list of your goals for the year, but you pray on it, and you, you ask God for it. And so when you say, like, I ask or I pray, when did that become something that you really latched onto, this idea of praying for what you wanted in your life or asking for what you wanted in your life? When did that happen? Well, I would say in the early 20s and 30s and even my early 40s, all my goals that I set out, my whole dream plan, execute, and source system was all based on me thinking that I was doing it on my own. And then uh, after my father passed three years ago, I kind of had a spiritual awakening, and I realized that it's not me, that it's God's grace and God's gift that gives me the ability to speak, coach, and consult. And so over the last few years of learning the power of manifestation, um, I lived in Maui for five years, but I was a renter uh, in Maui. And uh, about a year ago, I manifested, I put a down payment on a housing development, and I manifested this amazing waterfront lot, water view lot, um, and it was purely a manifestation, it was purely a prayer, it was purely a belief, it was purely on changing my subconscious mind to believe not only is it possible, but it's probable, and not only is it possible, but I'm worthy of it. And then I did a lot of I am statements, like I am a Maui homeowner, I am worthy, I am this, I am that. And that just completely changed the whole subconscious around it. So this manifestation affirmation stuff is real. And I also believe that, uh, I don't know the science behind it, but God hears our prayers. God knows what we want. God wants to give us everything that we want, but we have to ask for it first. And we must ASK to GET. If we don't ask, we won't get. Well, you know, God bless you for saying that. The, the idea of, you know, that, that there is this, this presence that wants to give us what we, what we want in the world, but then also we have to ask. We have to go through the process of visioning it, and that's where people, I think, are distracted from this idea of law of attraction and the, and the actual spiritual component of how it comes into our lives. So being able to ask for what it is that we want and then visualize it and then take action towards it. And then, and, and as Tony talks about, right, Tony Robbins talks about, is taking massive action towards it. So obviously you've done those components. Let's, let's talk about your, your book and, and how those have come into play, uh, your first book, and, and now I think you have, a, you have another one that's out, and then how that led to you coaching authors. And, and literally at this point, you've coached thousands of authors. Well, uh, I never in a million years ever thought that I'd be a publishing coach, a book marketing coach, or a speaking coach, because I just wanted to, myself, be paid to be a professional speaker. But in order to be a professional speaker, I had to write and publish a book. And so I did that, and then it just seemed like all kinds of people came to me and said, well, how'd you do this, and how'd you do that, and how'd you get your book in Arabic, Russian, Spanish, Indonesian? How'd you sell upwards of a million copies in five languages in 108 countries? How, 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 how? I was like, right. wow, I just spent five years kind of manufacturing, manifesting and manufacturing the how to do that, and I can simply just share it with other people. So that whole process of being a publishing coach just kind of evolved, and it was never something that was planned on, but I'm a huge proponent of freedom and independence and, and being my own boss, and I never I quit my job 15 years ago. I never wanted to go back to work for corporate America ever again. So uh, the whole publishing coaching, book marketing coaching, professional speaker coaching just kind of fell in my lap, and I was like, wow, this is a great way to keep me home 
and keep my boys as a top priority. And now my kids are grown and gone and on their own. But at the time when I started doing this, I realized, you know what, I don't want to be the professional speaker that's on an airplane and gone every day from the family. Um, so the whole publishing coaching thing became a great way to serve and help others while at the same time, you know, keep me home. And, and that was a, been, it's been a, a blessing. Really, that, and that really is a blessing, isn't it? So, um, and then I'm drawing a blank on, on your first book. You skipped over it. It is uh, about destiny. Yeah, creating your own destiny, how to get exactly what you want out of life and work. So, so Patrick, how, how funny is that, right? So that's your, that's your first book about creating your own destiny, and, and here it is, which is, which is fascinating. So when did you write the book? How long did it take to write the book? And then what was the outcome of that? Because obviously you're on some bestseller lists. I mean, it obviously took off. Well, um, that's the big problem about writing and publishing books. People think it's all about the book. They don't realize it's the marketing. So um, I wrote the book between 1996 and 2001, published in 2001, now we're 2018. So it's been 17, 18 years of promoting the book daily, sending out review copies to uh, speaking prospects, coaching prospects, people in the the, uh, journalism uh, industry, radio and TV, newspaper, magazine, uh, journalists and uh, producers. Um, it's been a lifelong process of 17, 18 years of promotion. So I coach and teach what Dan Pointer taught me. Uh, a successful book is 5% writing and 95% promotion. It's like giving birth to a baby. When the baby is born, the hard work begins. Then we as parents must spend 18 to 22 years of our life raising our children. That's what it's about. And so that was what this concept is. And so the reason why the book's been successful is I've been marketing it every day for the last 18, 17 years, whereas other people, they write and publish a book, and Oprah Winfrey doesn't call, so they abandon that book, and they write book two, and then Dr. Phil doesn't call, and they abandon that book, write book three, book four, book five. Pretty soon they got 12 books out, and not a single one has sold 500 copies. And my mentor taught me it's better to write one book and sell a million copies than it is to have a million copies and sell one book apiece. So that's yeah, kind of my that's strategy. True. That's the truth. I'm on. I'm on book number nine. You and I have to have to talk a little further. So anyway, <laughs> I'm on book number. I got three books out: Creating Your Own Destiny, The Fluent Entrepreneur, Boy Entrepreneur, and then I've got three books that are in the works, and uh, yeah. they're on hold those, because those, sometimes Patrick, life happens. Say those, say those titles again so that people can hear them. What What's the first book? The Destiny. Okay, it's creating your own destiny. All right, so that's uh, number one. They can get yeah. that on Amazon. They can get it anywhere, right? Yeah, I sold that book in my second book, The Affluent Entrepreneur, to John Wiley and Sons in New York about ten years ago. So they can buy those books, Creating Your Own Destiny and The Affluent Entrepreneur, anywhere books are sold. Okay. And then the third book is Boy Entrepreneur: How One Hawaii Kid Succeeded in Business, and You Can Too. And then. Uh, yeah, I've got three others that I'm working on right now, but there's only so much time in the day, you know? Yeah, exactly. Now, how many, and I know that I throw that number out lightly, is that you've literally helped thousands of authors at this point. How is that process going, and, and how do people get in touch with you so that they, too, can get your guidance and your coaching to write a book, publish a book, become a public speaker? How, how do they go about getting in touch with you, Patrick? Well, my uh, speaking website's patricksnow.com. Again, patricksnow.com. My publishing website is thepublishingdoctor.com. All three words all spelled out or the 
publishingdoctor.com. And one of the things that I do, the problem with that is email doesn't work anymore because of spam blockers and all kinds of things. So I always give out my private cell phone number. If there's anybody listening that wants to write and publish a book, to become a professional speaker, to become a best-selling author, you guys can send me a text at my private cell phone number. Be sure to include your name and your time zone to 206-310-1200. That's 206-310-1200. And be sure to let me know that you heard this on Motivate America. Patrick, you you didn't just give out your personal cell phone number. I did, and I tell you what, every time I do it, business continues to flow in, and people think it's crazy. Why do you do that? And my answer is, as an entrepreneur, every time I give out my personal cell phone number, people give me their personal Visa card number. I give out my personal cell phone number, they give me their personal Amex number. I give out my personal yeah. cell phone number, they give me their personal Discover number. There's a correlation, and that's what I coach and teach as a coach, is that you need to make offers. And as a coach, to succeed in the coaching business, you need to make 50 complimentary coaching offers per week. Because if we don't do this, the problem that I have, the problem that your next guest has, the problem that you have, is without doing that, people assume that we're billionaires and multimillionaires and that we won't have time to bring on new clients, that we don't have the bandwidth or the interest. And I'm in the business of communicating to everybody that, yes, I'm bringing on new clients, no, I'm not a billionaire. Yes, I want to help you. Yes, I want to serve you. And yes, I'm willing to give a complimentary consultation. So people are continuously blown away by that. And the other thing is we're not the Kardashians. We're not Madonna or Cher or Michael Jordan. So the only people that are going to stalk us are people that want to give us money. And that's a good problem to have. So that's what I coach and teach. Yeah. Dude, you were, I mean, Patrick, I, you know, obviously we're friends. I just, you are, you are so awesome and, and literally so inspiring in the sense that you know, you have this energy, you have this passion, you've helped so many people. You know, what are what are some of the, you know, in the last you know, couple of minutes here, for you, what is the, the key components that you would advise people to, let's say, number one, get started, and then how they go about either becoming a an author or a speaker what are the couple of things you'd say, Here, here's what you have to do? What, what would those be? Well, first and foremost, every human being on planet Earth is an expert at whatever they're most passionate about. Kindergartners are ex- ex- experts at coloring. Teenagers are experts at, you know, uh, com- you know, video games or computers. Senior citizens often are experts at pharmaceutical, you know, drugs or pills or whatever, basic medicine that they take. Every human being is an expert at whatever they know. But until we have the word author next to our name on our business card, nobody in the media is going to recognize that credential or that expertise. So the reason why we write and publish the book is so that we can get tens of millions of dollars of free publicity. I've been on the cover of USA Today and the New York Times and Forbes magazine only because I was an author. Before I was an author, it couldn't get any of that free publicity. So the reason why you write and publish the book is to use the book as a platform to better market yourself, to promote yourself, to attract more speaking, coaching, consulting revenues. That's the reason why we write the book. So my first bit of advice for people thinking about writing a book is my first homework assignment is to jot down 20 lessons that you want your readers to learn as a result of reading your book. 20 lessons you want your readers to learn as a result of reading your book. Number two, every one of those lessons becomes a chapter in your book. And number three, there's three award-winning title formulas that I spent $3,000 to learn 25 years ago. And the number one award-winning title formula is the ING rule. And the ING rule says you take a verb, add an ING to it to make it an action verb, 
And in doing so, you've got now an action title for both your book. But what I coach and teach is every one of your chapters in your book should have an ING action title to that, making the book more of an action book. So those are typically the first three homework assignments that I give to all people that are interested in writing a book. And then, of course, if people want to know more, go to thepublishingdoctor.com, and there they can find my cell phone number, email, and all that. So definitely text me. Don't email me. And the reason why is because spam and spam blockers are taking over email, and I can't even tell you how many millions, if not billions of dollars are lost in revenue because entrepreneurs are offering advice and coaching and speaking to meeting planners, to coaching prospects, and because of spam blockers, those messages aren't getting through, hence the reason why I text. I once got an email from a meeting planner. She said, Patrick, it was just I don't understand why you weren't interested. We offered you $10,000 two months ago for this gig, and you never responded. And I was like, you never contacted me. And I went back, and I dug off, and sure enough, it was sucked into my spam box. So, yeah, I'm a big believer that text is way better than email. Patrick, you are... You are awesome, my friend. You are you are such a great human being, and I'm I'm so happy to to call you a friend. But I'm also so glad to have you share your message with those folks that will be listening to Motivate America tonight. Uh, thank you so very much for joining me again. And here's one promise: I I hope that you'll you'll connect with me and and be a guest again in the near future. I hope I can I can hold you to that. Anytime, I'd love to support this great message, and you are an amazing man as well. So continue up the great work, and uh, and America is a better place because of you. God bless you, man. Thanks so much for joining us on All the right. show. Folks, Patrick Snow, thank Pat, you. Thanks again. So, I mean, there's a, there's a great story, right, folks, is that here's a guy, he was an athlete, and, and he decided as a ball player that he'd given these motivational sorts of rah-rah sorts of speeches in, in high school and and in college and was trying to get his team motivated. And, you know, he felt not only empowered by it, but he felt like, wow, I'm, I'm pretty good at this. And, like, this is something that maybe I should continue to do. Um, and, it, and, and doing that inspired him to want to do it more. And, and now here he is, one of the leading uh, publisher coaches in America, and, uh, and helping other people be successful. And uh, he's just a great man and, and a really good friend. Uh, I, I certainly hope that you reach out to, uh, to Patrick and, and his website. You know, certainly all you have to do is, is go to Google and type in Patrick Snow, and, uh, and you'll receive tons of information about him and tons of different ways to, uh, to reach out to him and connect to him. So once again, you know, I, I thank Patrick for joining me on... Uh, the relaunch of Motivate America, and uh, I look forward to having uh, having them on the show again, and having tons of you that are that are listening and want to reach out to him. Please reach out to him and let him know that you were listening to it on Motivate America with Kevin McCrudden, and have him. Uh, I'm, I'm sure he'll provide you with some sort of a discounted uh, services um, by um, by offering uh, or or telling him that you were listening to the show. And that you're you're asking him for his guidance. So anyway, once again, folks, um, this is Kevin McCrudden, Motivate America. This is the Motivate America show with Kevin L. McCrudden, and um, really excited to have Patrick Snow on as our guest. And and it goes in line with what it is that we stand for. We we 
believe in the idea of motivating and inspiring people to be their very best selves. And that is uh, my book, Who Are You? Become the very best uh, you that you can be, um, which is the most significant addition to Maslow's hierarchy of needs in 60 years. And the idea is that for most of us that would be listening to the show or most of us that, that listen to motivational or inspirational content, it's inspiring. It, it uplifts us. It brings us to a point where we want to be the best we can be. We want to try to, to uh, be fulfilled and self-actualized. And we believe, whether it be spiritually or whether it be religiously, some of us are spiritual, some of us are religious, and we do believe that God has given us the ability to be or do something. And for many people, that's the journey. The journey on this planet is to figure out why are we here and, and what are we really great at and how do I share that with other people? And that's what this entire show is about, is helping people find their purpose, their mission, their guidance, their direction, their true north, to help them understand what it is that may, may truly be their gift and how to give it back to the world so that they can become fulfilled and become their very best self. So uh, we're going we're gonna to break here for about a minute or so, and then we'll have our uh, next guest coming in, uh, Brian Forte, who is the founder and creator of Get Motivated Seminars. Yeah, that's right. Get Motivated Seminars. We have Brian Forte literally on this show, our first inaugural show, our relaunch. So really, really excited about that. Brian will be joining us in about five minutes or so. Um, so we're going to take a quick break now, and we'll come back in about a minute. God bless. I'll talk to you guys in a couple of minutes. Bye. Today's show has been brought to you by Nightingale Conant and Get Motivated Seminars. Kevin L. McCrudden is the only motivational and leadership speaker in America to ever have a day of recognition passed by the United States Congress. January 2nd of every year is National Motivation and Inspiration Day. Kevin is an international author, speaker, and America's CMO, Chief Motivation Officer. Join us now for an hour to motivate and inspire your life. Hello and welcome back to Motivate America with Kevin McCrudden. This is Kevin McCrudden. Thank you so very much for joining me this evening. So this is our relaunch. Uh, it has uh, taken uh, 22 months for uh, for me to uh, let's just say recover from uh, from some challenges. Um, you know, one of the things that we don't always count on is when life throws us twists and turns and uh, throws us upside down, and how we recover from it. Uh, there are people that uh, live with challenges most of their lives. There are people that grow up with tremendous challenges and learn to overcome them in order to be huge successes. And there's, there's so many great stories about that, of uh, people that have overcome adversity at young ages to become you know, truly incredibly successful. And then you know there are people that 
Um, you know, Colonel Sanders, for instance, uh, lived a, a, a sort of quiet sort of life most of his life, and, and upon retirement decided that his pension check wasn't quite enough and decided to go out on the road and be rejected a thousand times before uh, someone accepted his recipe for Colonel Sanders' chicken, uh, which now obviously is an international uh, success and, and worth billions of dollars. Life throws us curves and lemonade and uh, or lemons, and sometimes it's up to us to create lemonade or create solutions. And uh, twenty, you know, twenty something months ago, um, you know, I had that twist thrown at me, and uh, and one of the things that uh, helped me get through the the most difficult days of my life is to really be motivated, to to be motivated and inspired, continue to move forward. And there is probably nobody in in the country in America that is more aware and more focused on motivating and inspiring people and quote-unquote motivating America than our next guest, Brian Forte. Uh, Brian Forte is the founder of Get Motivated Seminars, um, which have literally happened not only all over America, but all over the world. And we'll talk to him a little bit about um, how he created Get Motivated Seminars and the impact it has had on literally millions of people around the world. So, uh, Brian, are you there? I am, Kevin. Great to be here. Brian, how are you, man? Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Pleasure to be here. So, listen, I don't think there's too many Americans that aren't aware of, let's say, Tony Robbins and the idea of motivation. But I don't think there's too many Americans that haven't looked in a newspaper across the country at some point in time and saw an ad for Get Motivated Seminars. And that's you. Like, you you created that. Well, you know, we did it with a, a great team of people, and it was just out of uh, necessity. Uh, you know, we see all the time people that are hurting and struggling, and whether it's in their business or in their relationships, uh, sometimes people need a kick in the pants, other times a pat on the back. Uh, motivation comes in different forms, but we saw a real need in America, as you do, uh, for people to be more motivated to take action, uh, to be inspired, to create change that's positive in their lives. And uh, we created the events just really out of that need. Brian, I mean, I, you know, as you know, since, since we're like-minded people, obviously, I think it's brilliant. You know, And people that are listening in on this show or listening to motivational, inspirational, uplifting types of content uh, obviously would be blown away by your story and how, and how it all started. You know, obviously for me, I created uh, National Motivation and Inspiration Day, which is January 2nd, back after 9-11. So that was, that was the impetus. That was the impulse that created it. What, what made you create, you know, the Get Motivated Seminars? How did that come to reality? Well, it's a funny story. You know, people uh, often ask us, how did we start doing the world's largest business seminars? And the answer is funny. We started by doing the world's smallest business seminars. Our initial <laughs> events were uh, just 12 or 15 people in attendance. And we grew that and we grew that over the years. Um, you know, it was a, uh, since its inception, a, a one-day business seminar focused on motivation and inspiration and 
providing tools and training for business people or aspiring business people to do better in life. And uh, the business started actually in the early 80s, and it just grew and grew and grew over the years. Uh, We rebranded, interestingly, uh, right after 9-11. We had seen uh, many years of success under a different brand, the Success Seminars. Uh, Many of your listeners probably attended one of our events uh, as the Success Seminar. And after 9-11, you know, we really just thought that the country needed more motivation. Success is uh, really a big word. It means so many different things. It means something different to everyone. But we thought everyone needs, understands, motivation. And we ran a huge newspaper ad, a full-page newspaper ad, and it said in huge font at the top in the banner, get motivated. And we had a picture of Zig Ziglar in that banner. He was on our programs then. And that really resonated in the marketplace uh, so much so that... Uh, we decided to rebrand the entire event uh, from the Success Business Seminar to the Get Motivated Business Seminar, and that has been uh, you know, 17 years now, and it has uh, been very effective. That's brilliant, Brian. And, and and here's the thing for people that once again are, are listening or have are like-minded and, and believe and understand the idea of law of attraction that understand the idea of motivation, inspiration, and being uh, happy and energized and enthusiastic human beings who obviously we're hoping that we draw with Motivate America and get uh, get motivated seminars. I mean, let's talk a little bit about, and, and you throw a name out there, which is literally one of the founding fathers, literally one of the biggest names in the personal development industry in history, Zig Ziglar. But I mean, you have worked with some of the largest names in the industry. Um, who, are, who are some of the folks that you've dealt with and, and, and positioned? And I think also, Get Motivated is not just in America. You've had them all over the world. Yep. We've, we've done them in many other countries and uh, have found success just like in America. Uh, motivation is needed by the human spirit and it's not, uh, you know, just in, within the border of our country. It's, you know, everyone needs motivation. Uh, But Zig Ziglar was an amazing man. We had the privilege of uh, touring with him for 25 years. We were his exclusive promoter uh, for all North American events. Uh, We had him on hundreds and hundreds of programs. And uh, he was just an incredible man, a great mentor to me. He um, was the person backstage that you saw on stage or in the videos or uh, in his books. He really was that man. And we were able to glean a myriad of success principles from him, philosophies and uh, character traits that are serving us to this day. Uh, you know, He was, as you said, one of the founders of the industry, uh, along with people like W. Clement Stone and Norman Vincent Peale, uh, who we also had the privilege of having on our programs. Uh, we've had seven 
U.S. presidents, uh, countless heads of state, uh, from Margaret Thatcher to Henry Kissinger to uh, the world's most iconic athlete, uh, from Muhammad Ali to Michael Phelps, uh, and more. You know, Tom Brady was at an event just last year uh, after they won the Super Bowl. But just amazing uh, personalities. You know, you think these people are so, uh, you know, just larger than life. You think that they are going to be uh, different, uh, but for the most part, they are all very humble people, uh, very nice. You know, we had President Ford on our programs a number of times, and we'd always prepare to make the best meal that you know anything that he would want. You know, we'd ask him, "What would you like, Mr. President?" And he'd always say the same thing: "Oh, anything you have here is fine." Or you'd say, I'll sure. have whatever the staff is, you know, whatever the staff is, is having, I'll have a sandwich. Just fun? an amazing, uh, humble man. And they have, for the most part, been that way. Uh, well, you know, the presidents have all been extremely bit. charismatic and motivating in and of themselves, but uh, all of them great people. Brian, let's talk about that a little bit. You know, when you talk about the idea of, quote-unquote, success, which which is different things to different people, um, and, and, and you and I've had a conversation offline about your, your level of humility and just and what a, a good, just down-to-earth being you are. Do, where, where is it in your, in your experience of dealing with some of the biggest names and some of the most successful people in the world, where's that balance of, of success, financial success, spiritual success, um, and humility? Because there are so many of them. You, know, you mentioned President Ford, but you've, you've now you know, you've met seven presidents and had them speaking, and, and Zig Ziglar, and, and some of the biggest names in the personal development industry, the people that actually focus on this idea of helping people be motivated to achieve at the highest level. Where's the balance, Brian, between success and humility? Well, I think that, you know, that's an excellent question, Kevin. Uh, you know, said earlier, like success is such an ambiguous term. There are so many different definitions for it. You know, we have been students of success, uh, myself, for 35 years in this space. And the best definition that I have been able to come up with is you have success when you have love, joy, and peace. If you have those things, you are truly successful. Now, having money can help you to have love, joy, and peace. So money right. is absolutely a part of success. Although right. I have had money and not had money, I've been happy without money. But I tell you what, with money brings a lot more opportunity for happiness. No, things and, and what was that, Zig, what was Zig, what was Mr. Ziegler's uh, famous saying? Is that uh, I I think money uh, was it money is important to the next best thing to breathing air or something like that? Wasn't that his wasn't that his saying? He yep he he'd say uh, money isn't everything, but it's second in line after oxygen. Yeah, <laughs> no, you, you you need that maybe paraphrase, but you know you need to have money. You know, there's no question about it. Money is important. You know, the things that money will buy. 
in particular are important. You know, Zig used to talk about uh, money a lot. You know, he would say mm-hmm. money can buy you a house, but not a home. It can buy yep. you a wonderful bed, but not a good night's sleep. So yep. uh, money is not the be-all and end-all. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. people are, most people, are about as happy as they choose to be. Uh, now, that's not something that I said uh, over the years. That's something Abraham Lincoln said. Uh, you know, 160 years ago. So, you know, it's, it is up to us, you know, to, for us to be happy. It's within us. It's not caused by money. It's not caused by circumstance. Uh, although when you try to define success, money does play a role, but it's a secondary role. You know, true success is really in your mind, you know, and what you create uh, through the world around you, from the world around you. That's, that's brilliant, Brian. And and where where does the humility come in? Where where does uh, the humbleness and how you approach people and how you you know living living in New York and living in the Hamptons and living in in places where there's a lot of affluence? There there's a lot of people that are quite taken by themselves um, when they have money, uh, but they don't have character, they don't have dignity, they don't have respect. Uh, they don't have respect for other people. Where does the humility come in, and, and, and what do you think is the best way for, for folks to either learn it or embrace it? Well, it's a, it's a sad commentary to hear that, although I would tend to agree with it. You know, when you have money, you, I can see uh, the tendency toward not needing anyone else particularly not needing God. Uh, And that's where I would say uh, humility comes from. You know, we are, you know, for the people listening to this program, I would say the vast majority are driven personalities, maybe uh, A-type personalities, and Mm -hmm. you're problem solvers. You, You know, you make it happen. You're doers. You get things done. You're rainmakers. And when you're a rainmaker, when you're able to make the rain, why do I need God for rain? And I think yeah. the thing that can best help to keep us grounded is to know that we don't actually write our paychecks. God writes our check. We depend on uh, so many other people in our life, but ultimately, the Lord God is in charge of what happens. He takes care of the birds. How much more is he going to take care of us? And if we will simply acknowledge that the gifts that we have, the things that we do that we're great at, or the things that we have, actual physical things, whether it's the Maserati in my garage or the beautiful vacation that you went on last month, these are gifts from God. If you will simply acknowledge that the cattle on a thousand hills are the Lord's. It's all His, and we get to use it. He blesses us and lets us use it. If we will acknowledge that all things belong to Him, it creates a humbleness within you, because you know it's not your doing. It's not because you, yes, you may work so hard, and you may toil and sweat and tears to to find, quote-unquote, financial success, 
But truly, there are millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of people that work hard and toil and sweat and tears, and they're dead, broke, poor. Right. So it's not just hard work. You have right. to... You have to stay grounded in something greater than yourself, and that's the I key that. to humility. I love that. Brian, thank you so very much for being, you know, just the, the voice of reason and adding, adding that, that piece of, that I think is a missing piece. And, and you, you're, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I believe that there are people that feel as though they've become tremendously successful based on their own ambitions, their own hard work, and they forget that there is a, a spirit, a guiding light, a, you know, that, that God, that, that allows things, that has these plans for all of us. Uh, and, and Lord knows, you know, we don't want to think that God has plans for people to not do well, um, but it is about belief, and it is about hard work and diligence and, and faith. So in the last couple of minutes, Brian, let's talk a little bit more about, uh, about you, about getting motivated um, you know, you've been at this for a long time, man, and you've you've literally motivated. And, and I, don't, I don't necessarily like to limit it to motivated. It's about inspiring and motivating people to try and live a better life. You literally have now helped motivate and inspire millions of people around the world. How how do you cope with that, man? I mean, that that is a huge thing that you've accomplished. And I don't, I, you know, I appreciate that, uh, Kevin. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't see it exactly the same way. You know, we have been privileged to have uh, more than 10 million people come through our events and uh, inspired, you know, countless business people to do better. Um, and you know, if somebody asks me, you know, why don't you just hang it up and quit? stop doing it. You know, I've done so many events. We've, we've affected so many lives. It'd be easy just to get out of it and do something else or do nothing at all. Um, the, the issue that I have with it, two issues, one, you know, I, I, I believe in God. I believe in his divine intervention in my life. I do ask the Lord, what do I do next? Do you want me to continue to do this? And anytime I've asked him, I have either heard nothing or continue. Nothing means continue. <laughs> so I've continued out of what I felt was the leading and guiding of the Holy Spirit. And so mm -hmm. I have continued to do it. But you know what? That aside, if there's one more person that we can help, they're worth it. They're worth it. Yeah. So am I to say to that individual, you're not worth it? You don't deserve to see Tony Robbins. You, you don't deserve the training that we can provide. You know what? It's too much work. It's too hard. Kevin, what if you said, it's too much work, too much time, too much hassle. I'm just going to do something else. Well, what about all the millions of people that can be affected by your voice? And it's the same thing with us. We want to create positive change in as many people as we can before we leave this earth. Zig Ziglar said you can have anything in life you want if you'll help enough other people get what they want. So we both believe that, and that's why we do it. Yeah, yeah. And that's, and that's a brilliant way to leave this, Brian, is, is that idea of helping other people. You know, both of us have had the privilege of being in the company of, of Zig and 
and, and he truly was uh, just an amazing, amazing man. And one of the biggest components of his life was not his beautiful redhead, but, but his faith in God. And, and, and it really was a guiding principle of his life. And, uh, and in his programs and in his speeches and in the things that he did, he really used that as a foundation of his belief. And, and obviously millions and millions of people believe that as well. So, you know, you're spreading the word and continuing to, to continue that legacy. Um, and, and I know you would say it, um, but, but certainly I can't imagine that it being, there are many more, I, I can't imagine there being many more important things in the world than what you're doing. And to, to know that you've impacted 10 million people is ex- really an extraordinary thing, Brian. And, and on behalf of anyone that's listening and behalf of the people in the, the motivational, inspirational, personal, professional development industry, you know, God bless you and thank you so much for everything you've done to help, you know, make change in the world and change people's lives, you know, because it really is incredibly important. Wow, Kevin. Well, thank you very much. I, I sure appreciate that. And I, I pass the same sentiment. It's not always easy, but we do it because we care. We do it because we believe in the people that we serve. And I know that feeling is mutual. Agreed. So let's, let's give people some folks, uh, give folks some food here as to when are some of the, the next um, Get Motivated seminars? How do they find out about it? How do they sign up? What cities are next? Uh, I know you spent some time in, in Europe uh, and, and the Far East over the past couple of years. Um, are there going to be a number here this year in America, or what, what's, what's next for you and Get Motivated? Yeah, folks can go to getmotivated.com to see when there's an event near them. There's an event coming up in Orlando uh, in just a few weeks. Also, uh, we're going to be in the D.C. area. Uh, later this year, we'll be in San Diego and Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, we're also looking at a couple of other cities. So go to getmotivated.com. The schedule is there. Awesome. Brian, uh, one last commitment. I'm sorry, pal. You've already given so much. Uh, can I ask you to make sure that you, you're a, a regular visitor to our show, that we can have you as a guest in the future? Oh, I'd love to do it. Have me on as many times as you'd like. Thank you. All right. Brian, thank you so very much for your time and your energy and your passion. And thank you for making such a difference in America and in the world. Thank you so very much. Appreciate that. Thank you. All right. God bless. Take care. Take care. Wow. All right, guys. So um, in the last few minutes of the show, I mean, so those are two, like, really you know, pretty big names and people that have had significant differences um, in the world and, uh, and certainly in America. And the idea behind Motivate America has always been, you know, how do we motivate America? And uh, I had a, a brother-in-law, Chuck, that would always ask me, well, motivate America to do what? Like what? And, and that, was, that was the point. It was hard because it was always so broad. Um, motivate America to do what? And I think the answer would be um, to be your very best. You know, when you find yourself being critical of other people, that, that's not your best. When you find yourself being um, uh, angry or nasty uh, with other people, that, that's not your best. 
when you find yourself being critical of your children or being abusive uh, of your children, that, that's not your very best. Uh, when you find yourself being um, hypocritical and saying that you believe in God and that you go to church and yet you do things that are hypocritical of that, uh, whether you're a cheater, a liar, whether you lie financially, whether you lie to your wife, whether you lie to your husband, whether you lie to children, um, that that's not being your very best. So I think that's what Motivate America has always been about. It's about how do you become, like my book, Who Are You? How do you become the very best you that you can be? And I think people see it as a joke. It's not a joke. And, and here's the one thing. Uh, so I'll be speaking with you uh, again in two weeks. And for those of you that have listened in, thank you so very much for joining us this week. What I'd ask you to do is to please, um, every morning when you get up, your eyes, get out of bed, say a quick prayer, and just thank God for the things that you have in your life. Thank God for your spouse, the person laying next to you. Thank God for your children that are in your home and to your rooms, to, you know, right on the floor that you're sleeping on. God for the home that you're living in and the, and the roof that's over your head. Thank God for your family and your friends. Thank God for your health. There's far too many people that don't have health. And one of the things that I've become uh, a fan of uh, for a long time, and it's it, uh, actually the first chapter of uh, my book, Who Are You?, is uh, the serenity prayer. Uh, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. You know, the, the idea of having courage and strength and wisdom and character Um you know, I don't know if we could ask for more from God, and, and certainly He gives it on a daily basis. We're born with it. We have it within us. It, it's up to us. It's up to us to acknowledge it and to embrace it, to embrace our very best selves and who it is that we truly are meant to be. And we're not meant to be mean-spirited and angry and harsh and brutal people. We are not. And uh, if you're listening to my voice and you hear it, uh, I, I hope that you don't think it's bullshit, and I hope that you don't think that this is a false message. Um, try to remain humble. Try to remember where you come from. Try not to be arrogant and try not to be abusive of other people. Try to just find some quiet, find some peace. We'll talk about mindfulness and emotional intelligence in the near future. Try and find peace and understand how to how to be kind to other people. And if we all did that, hopefully the world in America would be a better place. So anyway, folks, thank you so very much for joining me again. I'm so blessed to be on again uh, 22 months after uh, my life implosion. And uh, I am honored and, uh, and thank God for uh, the opportunity to share uh, this hour with you. God bless. Have a great couple of weeks. I'll look forward to having uh, more great guests on in a couple of weeks. God bless and motivate America. Take care. Bye-bye.